0: If you would, turn your Bibles to John chapter 6. John chapter 6, four thoughts this morning. John chapter 6, beginning with verse 22. The Word of God declares, The day following when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other boat there, save the one whereinto his disciples were entered, and that Jesus went not with his disciples into the boat, but that his disciples were gone away alone. Howbeit there came other boats from Tiberias nigh into the place where they did eat bread after that the Lord had given thanks. And when the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking For Jesus. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? And Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you seek me, not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth. But for the meat which endureth unto everlasting life, when the Son of Man shall give unto you, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Verse 29 says, Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he has sent. Let's pray. Father, I love you and praise you. And Lord, I just come to you asking you to be with me now. Lord, just give me the words to say to feed your sheep. And Father, may your word encourage us this morning. And we thank you for your word. We thank you for your Son, our Savior. Lord, there's one here today that needs to come. No matter what the reason, Father, may they have liberty and may they be drawn of your Spirit. And may they obey your voice. And Father, we lift up those prayer requests that have been spoken. I lift Pop up, pray your will be done. His life, pray that the doctors can figure out what needs to be done. We thank you for the blessing of him not being in pain. But Father, just uh, allow his lungs to produce oxygen that he might breathe. And Father, be with Mom as she's there at his side. Give her grace during this time. And Lord, we just lift up all these requests that have been spoken before your throne. And Lord, we know that You hear us. You know that your will is going to be done. We thank you for answering prayer. So, Father, now as we get to the breaking of the bread of life, let me preach with boldness and authority your truths. Lord, I totally rely on you this day to give me the words to say. I love you. I praise you and ask you to forgive me of my sins. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Be seated, please. Morning. I want to speak to you just for a little bit about seeking after bread. Seeking after bread. Now, in John chapter six, the chapter that we're in, preceding what we've just read, got through Jesus through the power of God. Of course, Jesus is God. Performed two mighty miracles. Y'all know what they were. He fed a multitude, five thousand. Five thousand, with five loaves and two fish, and then the disciples were told to go to the other side. They got on the boat. A storm came, and Jesus walked on water. Now that's pretty miraculous, isn't it? In itself, but what I want us to look at this morning, as we begin, let the start in twenty-two horses. The day following when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was no other boat there, save that one into his disciples were entered, and that Jesus went not with his disciples into the boat, but that his disciples were gone away alone. I want you to understand that what happened is Jesus fed the multitude. That brings us up to where we're at. And when the next day when... That multitude saw that the disciples were gone and Jesus was nowhere to be found. They began to seek after the Lord. And you would think, praise God, they're seeking the Lord. But beloved, they weren't seeking the Lord. They weren't seeking the Messiah. What they were seeking was another meal. Amen. They were seeking seeking to be fed. But before we throw rocks at them and point fingers at them, are we not like them also? Even when we see a miracle performed. And by the way, yes, the Lord still does miracles. Did you notice I said the Lord does miracles? But even after the Lord moves in our lives and he performs a miracle, We're only seeking the physical instead of the spiritual. You see, they knew Jesus. That multitude knew Jesus was a unique man. They knew he was like no ordinary man because of his miracles. But they never recognized him as the Messiah. And there's people today in the world that won't give the Lord any glory won't recognize him as the Messiah. They'll recognize him as a good man, a good teacher, someone out of the pages of history that was able to do mighty things, but they don't recognize him as the Messiah. Let me tell you something. Before you and I can ever be saved, we have to recognize who he is. He is the Messiah, okay? And the problem with this multitude was they didn't recognize him. They were seeking after bread, but not the right kind of bread. Listen, Jesus isn't saying that it's not all right for us to eat. Yes, he wants us to eat to take care of these bodies, to sustain strength, and so he can use them, but. Bread, when you eat it, and I'm talking about not spiritual bread, I'm talking about physical bread. When you eat it, guess what? You get hungry again. It doesn't sustain for a long period of time. And the lesson here is what the Lord's going to teach this multitude. That they were laboring after stuff that's not going to last. They should be laboring after stuff that is eternal, that lasts forever That's the lesson here. But aren't we just like them? We seek after things that aren't going to last. You see, we live in a society today where it's about me and it's about what I can obtain. And the sad thing is, those things that we obtain have nothing to do with eternity. They have nothing to do with, with the Savior. Listen, the only thing that's going to last for us, children of God, is those things that we do for His honor and His glory. Treasure in heaven. We were told to lay up treasure in heaven. Now, they're looking, disciples are gone, Jesus is gone. Howbeit, verse 23, there came other boats from Tiberius 9 to the place where they did eat bread. After that, the Lord had given Thanks. Understand something. Do you think God had a hand in those other other boats coming? Sure he did. Now I will tell you, I doubt very seriously, I doubt very seriously that there were enough boats to take five thousand or more people. To the other side. Now I'm not saying it can't be done. God can do anything He wants to. But I think others had to walk to the other side. Jesus, when He left, he he commanded the disciples to go to the other side. Jesus, he left and he walked over there. And then when he saw the storm coming, what happened was What did the disciples do? They do what we, the average Christian, do. Lack faith and start crying out, Oh God, save us. Well, he has saved us if we've been washed in the blood. But no, they are just like us in the fact that they were walking in sight instead of faith. They, they saw the miracle. Listen, there was 12 baskets of leftovers. 12 baskets Jesus comes walking on the Sea of Galilee during the storm. They see him. And believe me, they knew who he was. And by the way, this is the second time Jesus walked on water. This is the first time. First time, Peter asked to come out and meet him. And as long as Peter had his eyes on him, he would did fine, didn't he? He was walking on water too. But the moment he took his eyes off of the Savior, he began to sink. Do you think faith might have something to do with it? It's all about faith and trust. Let me say this before we move on. When it comes to Christ, either you trust him 100% or you don't. And that's in all situations. Amen. Amen. So here comes these boats. And when the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. And again, understand, when you read that, you think, well, boy, after the miracles that Jesus performed, they're seeking after him. No, they were seeking more fish and more bread. And that's just like people today. They love the Jesus that's able to come through for them when they're in need, but then they want nothing to do with the Lord when it comes to service and commitment. Amen? We've all been there. And the sad thing is, again, they're seeking after stuff that's not going to last, that's not going to give them joy, give them peace, although some people have the mindset that the more they have, the more peace they have. Well, I found owning a lot of stuff just brings more grief. Amen? Amen. How many rich people you ever run into? I've, there's been a couple I can say in my lifetime that I knew that were well off. Very well off. You would think they had the world as its oyster. You would think they had everything they would want. They were the most miserable people I've ever met in my life. They were always worried about losing what they had. You know what the good thing is about knowing Jesus? What we lose, we gain. Spiritually. If we would ever keep that mindset, child of God, now notice. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, by the way, the sea—it's the Sea of Galilee. Okay, that's what we're talking about. They said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou? Lord, how'd you get here? If he can feed five thousand, not counting women and children. If he can walk on water, believe me, he can go any place he wants to and there shouldn't be a problem. Why is it we have to question the Lord? Y'all ever noticed that? How many of us have ever questioned the Lord? We all have, haven't we? Amen. Hey, you're lying if you say you haven't. When things go bad, he's the first one that we call on and we question. Why? Why am I going through this? Well, did you ever stop to think for your good? That's why you're going through it. Because the Lord is drawing you closer to Him. He's increasing your faith. He's also increasing your testimony because people are watching how you're going to react to that situation. And sad to say, most Christians, when they go through something, instead of just fully following the hand of God. just If God's moving in your life for whatever reason, instead of following it and knowing that God's got this, instead of questioning why and murmuring and complaining about it, know that God has got it. Whatever we go through, He's got it. We just have to follow Him. And... I'll go ahead and say it. Those times when we go through something and we don't see or feel his presence. Those are the times that you drop to your knees and you pray that much more. Don't get angry with the Lord. Because God's in control. But here's a multitude. How'd you get here? You know, it's kind of comical if you think about it he feeds a multitude he walks on water Lord how'd you get here? no it's funny isn't it? it really is because they don't have eyes of faith again they are dealing with the physical and not the spiritual but those of us that know Jesus as our savior spiritually we get it because he can do anything there's nothing That he's not in control of. Wouldn't it be good if we would remember that? Now. Rabbi one came and said. How'd you get here? And this is what Jesus said. Jesus answered them and said. Verily verily. Well of course that's truly truly. I say unto you. You seek me. Not because you saw the miracles. But because you did eat. Of the loaves and were filled. Again, do you see what he's calling them to the carpet about? They were seeking after physical things instead of spiritual things. And that's the problem with our world today. The world is lost. It doesn't know Christ. They are blinded by Satan and Satan has them blinded to the physical realm. You see, Satan has lied to them and told them, "Oh, if you'll get this and you'll get that, and you have this and you have that, it'll make you happy. It'll make you content. It'll bring you joy." What a lie! The Lord says, "Hey, you're not seeking me because of who I am." You're not seeking me because if you were, you wouldn't be worried about being fed breakfast again in the physical sense. But see, let me say this about spiritual bread. Nothing like it, Brother Shiro. It satisfies, oh my goodness, there's nothing like it. That's the only thing I can say and I can't say it very well. But the joy and the peace I have in his bread, nothing compares to it. I said this Wednesday night, and I think it bears repeating. It'll go along with this. Why is it God's children had rather settle for crumbs than the whole loaf? We had rather settle for crumbs. God forgive us. He offers us the whole loaf. But no, we're, we're satisfied if we just come to church. Well, that's crumbs. We're satisfied if sometime during the week we picked up the Bible and read a passage. We're satisfied. That's a crumb. Well, we're satisfied if I remembered to pray during the week once that's a crumb we're satisfied to maybe tell our neighbor or our co-worker that Jesus loves them we're satisfied well I've done my part that is a crumb we we should not settle for crumbs. We should settle for all of the loaf of God. Amen. And he is the bread of life. I don't want a piece of him. I want all of him. And that's what they were doing. They were seeking after bread, but they were settling for crumbs. God help our churches today not to just feed the sheep a few crumbs. Feed them the whole loaf. Amen. Notice he said you seek me not because you saw the miracles but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Verse 27 labor not for the meat which perisheth. Let me stop right there and just say this. He's not telling the multitude that you have to work for your salvation. Because there's a lot of folks still out there trying to labor and earn what they'll never obtain because of their goodness and their works. Does everybody understand that? Listen, you and I will never ever earn our way to heaven, no matter how hard we try. He says, labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for the meat which endureth unto everlasting life. Stop laboring so hard for the material and physical. Labor after the meat that's everlasting. One thing I can say. for all certainty and surety is this spiritual food spiritually knowing who Christ is as Messiah as savior those things will last forever and forever Amen. wouldn't it be nice if we would remember that now He says, labor not for the meat which perishes, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. Who gives everlasting life? It's Jesus Christ. God's only begotten Son. And notice, He goes by Son of Man. Y'all ever stop to think what that means? Yes, it means he's the Messiah. He is the Christ. But it also shows that he came to serve and to do for us what no one else could do. You see, I'm thankful that he's an approachable Savior. Amen. And notice... They didn't recognize him as the Messiah. That was their problem. They were wanting him. They knew he was unique and that he could do things. And they wanted to make him king. If you'll read verse 15, the Lord already knew, oh my goodness, these people are going to want to make me their king. Because they wanted him to rule and wanted to get rid of Roman bondage. But it wasn't yet time for that. Listen, one day he will be the king of the kingdom. He'll be ruling and reigning in glory and majesty. But it wasn't his time yet. And then notice what he says. This is what I love. and This is one of my favorite parts of this verse. We all know it's through Christ's his death, his burial, and his resurrection, his sacrifice on the cross that we have eternal life. But look, notice what it said For him hath God the Father sealed. For him hath God the Father sealed. What that means is we have God the Father's full guarantee that his Son is the Christ, is the Messiah is the one who paid our sin, date, sin debt, is the one that has redeemed us and reconciled us to God. We have God's guarantee. That's what he's talking about with the seal of God. Back then when there was a arrangement to be made, it was sealed. And that arrangement then was guaranteed to take place in full agreement well we have god's guarantee in full agreement that yes jesus is the son of god he is the messiah he is the christ he is the promised one he's the one that went to the cross and died in our place so notice what he said They answered, and then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? (laughs) People still trying to work the works of God. Oh, what do you want me to do, God? What is it you want me to do? I'll tell you what, you get me out of this situation I'm in, I'll go to church on Sunday. You get me out of this and Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll teach a class. What is it, Lord, that you want me to do? And notice what Jesus said. This is the work of God that you believe on him whom he hath sent that's the work of God what does God want me to do pastor get saved believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved that's the work of God he's not interested in you doing this and doing that in a bargain he wants you to know Jesus as your personal savior once you know who Christ is, you recognize him as the Savior, the Messiah, the Christ. Once you get saved, you are born again into the kingdom of God. Then he is going to lay on your heart what he wants you to do in service for him. But first and foremost, God wants you to be saved. Believe on him Whom God has sent. Listen, the Father sent His Son into the world not to condemn the world, but that through Him the world might be saved. That's the will of God. In the same chapter, and we won't go there, in the same chapter, They still didn't get it, did they? Because we know our father Moses gave us bread from heaven. Uh, Jesus had to clarify, uh, no, it wasn't Moses that gave you bread. It was your father that gave you true bread from heaven. Referring to the bread of life. The Lord Jesus Christ. They had placed their faith in man. Yes, Moses was godly. Yes, God used him mightily to lead the children out of Israel. Out of bondage. But understand, he couldn't save them It's Jesus who saves. Again, seeking after bread, but not the true bread. Not the real deal. And there are people out there seeking after bread, but not the true bread. I guess what I'm trying to get across to you if you received anything this morning is this. If you are hungry, spiritually hungry, come to Jesus. He will fill you up. Amen. He will give you what you need. And the good thing is once you have tasted the Lord Jesus Christ you don't want nothing else amen these folks that multitude i can relate i was there one time i was there see God had got me out of a situation And, yeah, I think this Jesus thing might work. So I'll go to church. I'll put a few dollars in the offering plate. See, I recognize that Jesus could do for me. But I did not recognize Christ for who he was. Sent from above, from the Father To redeem a sinner like me. And you bet. You see it time after time. People barter with God. Especially when there's a need. Lord if you'll just get me enough money to pay this bill. And he comes through and he gets you the money. You pay the bill. And then you say, thank you, Lord. And then you go on about your business. Same old, same old. Yeah. I need to remind you this morning. God knows your heart. And he knows your motive. He knew every one of that multitude. He knew their heart. What Jesus said, hey, you don't seek me because of who I am, but you seek me for the loaves and the fish. You seek me for the bread, not because of who I am. You're just following me because I did this for you. I've often wondered how many people... Take up space in church pews that are just following Jesus for what he does for them. I hope we don't come through those doors to worship the Lord just because he did something for us. I would hope that we come through those doors because we love him and we want to worship him. Not because what he can do for us. But when he does do for us, we are to praise him. And we are to tell others, listen, what a mighty God we serve. Amen? So, that you believe on him whom, whom he has sent. In verse 30, and they said, therefore unto him, What sign showest thou that we may see and believe with thee? What dost thou work? Are you kidding? You know, huh, he's God, that's all I can say. Because huh, you would want to just, you know what, point your finger and just have the multitude start dropping. Y'all are stupid. But no, that's not God. God loves with an everlasting love. God The only reason he dealt with nonsense like he did was out of his love for us. Think about that for a second. What signs show us thou? Let me see. He fed them, took up 12 baskets full of leftovers. Jesus walks on the water. They've seen him heal the lame, restore sight to the blind, cleanse the leper. They've seen him literally raise the dead and yet, Lord, what's time? Duh. I think Jesus proved who he was. And that's enough. Amen? That's enough. That we may see and believe us, thee. If you're not going to believe after witnessing all of that, you ain't never going to believe. I've seen the Lord's hand in people's lives. I've seen Him move mightily. Mom is an example. She had stage four cancer. She had cancer the size of an orange, a tumor the size of an orange. And the doctor that diagnosed her, his first words after telling her that she had cancer, and it was stage four in her lungs, was, you need to go home, and you need to make preparation. Because you're not going to be here long. That's what he told her. And most of us, if we heard that, we would be discouraged. We would be depressed. We would be down. But you know my mother. She's quite the opposite. Yes, she was upset because she goes, I'm not afraid of dying, son. I'm going to be with the Lord. But I just ain't ready to give up you kids yet. That's what she said to us. She goes, I'm going to pray the prayer of Hezekiah. I'm going to ask the Lord for more years. You know what my mother did? That's exactly what she did. She prayed. The church prayed. My mother was delivered from cancer. That's a miracle. But it wasn't the doctors. It wasn't the medicine. That was the hand of our Heavenly Father that heard our prayers and petitions and He healed her. So I've seen that in her life. I've seen other instances where he moved. If you can't recognize who Christ is, I feel sorry for you. Because he was sent down from heaven. Show us the signs. That's exactly right, sister. I'm going to stop after this. Our fathers did eat manna in the desert as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus said, verily, verily, saying to you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my father giveth you the true bread from heaven. The manna... That the children ate as they were wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. Sustained their needs while they wandered. But it was just manna. And yes, it was because of God that he fed them. But the true manna is God gave his son who is not only manna, but he is the true bread from heaven, And that's what he was wanting the multitude to see. They were seeking after the wrong bread. How about you this morning? Have you sought after that which isn't going to last? I assure you, when your time comes, if the Lord delays his coming... And it's your time to leave this world. Everything that you have achieved, everything that you have, is going to be left behind. And it's going to rot and decay. But your salvation, the eternal life that Jesus gives, is just that. It's eternal It's everlasting, and everything that you do in His name for Him, He sees, and He will reward you for it. And it's never, ever going to wear out. Treasure in heaven is all that matters. Are you building up any in heaven? But first and foremost, as I close, Brother Bob, you and Sister Holly come. First and foremost, do you know Jesus? Is he your Savior? Do you know him to be the Messiah? Because you have to recognize him. You'll not be saved until you know him as God's Messiah. As the Christ. As the Savior. Do you know him this morning? Don't be as these crazy people. Now I will say this in defense of a few of the folks in the multitude. There were a few of them that truly believed. But the vast majority, nope. And what happens when a person dies lost without Jesus? That's right. I'm thankful I had enough sense to call upon him. I'm thankful he saved me. I'm thankful I know where I'm going. Not because I deserve to go, because I'm special, but because of what he did for me. And all he asks, this is the will of the Father, believe on the Son whom he sent from heaven. How many people have you ever met with, I wish I knew what the will of God is. Well, you just read it. That's the will of God. <laughs> believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Trust him as your Savior. That's the will of God. Holy Spirit will lead you what he wants you to do later on down the line if you'll submit yourself and make yourself available. Amen. So would you stand with me? What kind of bread are you seeking after this morning? Father, that's the message. Thank you for allowing me this time. Share your word. Father, I just pray that uh, you'll take your word, bless it. And Lord, I know that your word tells me that your word will reach its intended purposes and will not return void. So Father, may it touch our hearts. And Lord, if there's one here today that needs to make a decision for you, Father, may the Holy Spirit convict and convince and lead. And Lord, we just pray that you will be honored and glorified. Bless the invitation. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen.